this there's going to be more at the back there. Just uh, summarizes the events coming up in, in January. And then just a quick one uh, for all of our Sunday school teachers, if we could just quickly meet with you uh, during the lunchtime. And just wanted to invite uh, everyone to stay and uh, be part of our fellowship lunch. And then straight after that, we're going to have an afternoon service. We're going to have our, uh, we're going to observe the Lord's table. And then also just uh, have some time of prayer as we spend our last few uh, moments together as a church. And uh, don't worry, I didn't forget my glasses this morning. All right. Some of you are wondering, but um, I'm wearing contacts, so I can see you still if you're sleeping. All right, Proverbs chapter 23, Proverbs chapter 23, and we'll just uh, read three verses here. We'll turn in our Bibles a little bit, but as you know, today is the last day of 2017, and I'm glad for all that God has done, but I'm really looking forward to turning over the page and starting 2018. And um, you know, like a runner who looks, looks forward to the finish line, I think we all sense an accomplishment in finishing the year. And uh, we note that the years, I think, that we've lived, you know, many times it comes, especially as we get older, it just seems like they come so, so much quicker and finish so much quicker. Um, and we get to days like this, I think, and, and we'll get to a day like tomorrow and sort of marvel at the year that's been, and how quickly it's moved on, and, and really without pause, another year is just about to begin. And I believe that God, being the God of both beginnings and endings, is going to teach us some things that we can reflect on today as we think about the last day of the year. Look at, look at Proverbs chapter 23, look at verse 17. Let not thine heart envy sinners, but be thou in the fear of the Lord all the day long. For surely there is an end, and thine expectation shall not be cut off. Hear thou, my son, and be wise, and guide thine heart in the way. We're just going to talk this morning about what the end of the year teaches us. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we come before you. And Lord, we just want to thank you, dear God. Lord, just with sincerity, all the sincerity that we can, um, we can muster. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done accomplished in 2017. And Father, if we're honest with you this morning, the year has had many ups and downs, and no doubt, even though perhaps for many of us it's been a, a memorable year, Lord, it's, uh, it's also been a year of challenges, it's also been a year of victories, it's been a year of, of gain and loss, but in all of that, Lord, we just want to sincerely thank you and praise you, dear God, knowing, dear Lord, that in all of it, you're in control. In all of it, it's for your glory. And Father, Lord, as we have this last moment, Lord, together as a church, opening your word, our last Sunday morning service, we just want to, again, praise you and honor you. And Father, we just uh, would ask you, God, that you would please put away any other uh, thoughts that we have this morning, any, any concerns that we have. Lord, help us to just be focused in on your word. And Father, Lord, it's a, it's a, it can be a difficult time to, uh, Lord, to just uh, stay still in these moments. Uh, Lord, as we finish off the year, we're looking at where we're going to be headed and, and what we're going to be doing. But Father, uh, help us, Lord, not to take this morning for granted. Help us, dear God, to honor you with our spirit and attitude of, of recept uh, receptivity to your word. And Father, I do ask for your enabling this morning. I ask, dear God, that you would just... Uh, still our hearts. Help me, Lord, to communicate the things that you would have me to 
uh, to communicate through your word. And I pray, Father, that, Lord, you'd, you'd help us, Lord God, as we head into the new year to do so with great hope in you, to, with great faith in the things that you've called us to do. And so I pray that you'd please bless the time together today. Pray, dear God, that you'd be honored and pleased and ask for your enabling, ask for your power, and ask, dear God, for each listener to listen into your word this morning. We pray and ask these things in Christ's most precious, holy, wonderful name. Amen. And so as we read there, um, the, the exhortation here in the book of Proverbs, the Bible tells us again, says, Let not thine heart envy sinners, but be thou in the fear of the Lord all the day long. And that's great advice, isn't it? As we think about uh, this day being the last day, but really as we look forward to another year by the grace of God, that we ought to have the attitude that we ought to fear the Lord all the day long. But then notice what he says there, for surely there is an end. And you know, uh, maybe you're here like me this morning, and you thought about the year and how quickly it's gone, and, sh- and suddenly it's the end of the year already. Suddenly it's 2017 on the 31st of December, and tomorrow is 1st of January 2018. And, and we're reminded again this morning that there is an end to things. There, there is an end to, to uh, the years that God gives us, and it's important that then we do take this time today to perhaps reflect on some things and allow the Spirit of God to teach us some things. And, and I think today would be an appropriate time to think about what the end of the year teaches us. And the Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes 7 verse 8, better is the end of a thing than the beginning. And, and you know, at times we, we like to celebrate the beginning of things, but really, as, we, as we've mentioned already, as we uh, think about the end of the year we think about it again as another year that, that we, can, we can say we've, we've finished, we've completed. We're, we've done, we're done with 2017. The, the end of a thing is better than the beginning. And I'm just going to give you three quick things this morning as we think about what the end of the year teaches us. And, and notice the first thing is this. Not everything turns out the way you thought it would. And maybe like many of us, um, many, many of you, had some New Year's resolutions at the beginning of this year. You had some designs, you had some plans, and, and maybe perhaps you even had some high hopes for this year to come, only to find that at the end of it, it didn't quite turn out the way you had hoped. There were some things that were different. There were some things that, that perhaps happened that was out of your control. Some things that came up that surprised you. Some good surprises, some bad surprises. And, and like I said, sometimes we... we start the year off with some plans. We start the year off with some hopes, with some resolutions. And many of us here were shocked this morning as you stepped onto those scales because your resolution was to lose weight. And you're thinking, no way, the scale is going backwards or the scale's going forward. And you check if, uh, if that scale's working. Uh, or maybe you, you were hoping to save some money this year. Maybe you were hoping to have read through your Bible this year and you're looking and you're still up to Genesis chapter 2. Whatever the case is, sometimes some of those hopes that we have, some of those plans that we have, they turn out differently. And you know, not everything turns out the way we thought it would. And we as human beings, we're limited, aren't we? We're limited in our ability to know how things will work out. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 27 verse 1, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. And we're finite in our understanding. We, we can't even tell uh, how our day will work out, let alone what tomorrow holds. None of us here has the ability to, 
uh, to, uh, to, to tell, to foretell what is to come. And the Bible tells us here in Proverbs chapter 5, verse 6, lest thou shouldest ponder the path of life. Her ways are movable, that thou canst know them. And, and you know as well as I do that even in times where we think we've figured out life, life suddenly changes. Uh, her ways are movable. They just seem to, it just doesn't seem to, at times, life doesn't seem to have a rhyme or reason, a pattern that we can tell. We understand the days of the week go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But beyond that, we don't know what the pattern of life can be. We don't know, even at times where we feel like we can predict life, we don't have the ability to adjust quickly to the sudden changes that can come along our way. And yet we know in, in, that, that we do know one who knows the end from the beginning. In Isaiah 46.10, the Bible says, Declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. See, whilst we're limited, and whilst we're finite in our understanding of even tomorrow, and whilst the things that we plan may not always turn out, we understand that we know one, especially if you're here this morning and you're saved, we know one who knows the end from the beginning. We know one who, who even though we don't know what our tomorrows hold, he knows, how, uh, who, he knows our tomorrows and we can come to Him. And, and the Bible tells us that God is the only one that can see the beginning and the end clearly. You know, we wish we had that ability. We wish that we could tell that, that if we made this plan, that this would be the absolute result of that. But the reality is when we enter into something, we always enter into it with an element of the unknown. And, and when, what we learn about life at the end of this year, the 31st of December, is not everything turns out the way we thought it would. If we were to take a quick inventory of our lives and all of the plans that we had, then you're going you're gonna, to, if you're honest, you're going to start to think about those things that could have been and maybe even should have been. Not everything turns out the way we thought it would. So it should come really as we think about these things. There's no surprise when we look at the year that's been and, and things may have turned out differently to what we expected. You may have planned some things meticulously. Maybe you, that's your nature. Maybe you're a planner by nature. You like to plan ahead. But in the end, you couldn't have planned for everything. You couldn't have a contingency for everything. And some things have turned out dif differently, I would hasten to say. And really, we could say this in a negative sense. We may have followed perhaps our own understanding and found that it ends in disaster. See, there's some things where, uh, where we, we go in our own understanding. In Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12, again in Proverbs 16, 25, the Bible tells us there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. The Bible tells us to trust in the Lord with all our, our heart and to lean not unto our own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy path. See, the, the, the problem is when we lean on our own understanding and we try to go in our own thinking, in our own way, oftentimes those times are the times we fall into disaster. We fall into some destructive patterns in our lives. We, we form into, into situations that, that become troublous to us. And maybe in the negative sense, the thing that hasn't turned out is this. You've followed your own way. You've followed your own understanding and, and found it to be ending in disaster. Maybe you've forgotten that God uses trials and testing to bring about change and refinement. 
And I would, I would, I would guess this morning that in a room this size with this many people, that, that there's a good percentage of us who went through some trial and testing this year. Maybe it was health. Maybe it was in relationships. Maybe it was just in, in financial downturn. Maybe there was, a, uh, there was just something that happened that, that became troublous to you. It was a trial. It was a tribulation. It was a testing. But sometimes in, our, in, in how things turn out, we can forget. And we can think negatively. And we can forget that God uses those times to refine us. God uses those times to build us. In 1 Peter 1.7, the Bible says that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. See, the trial of your faith, it's something that is precious like gold. God uses it to refine us. We think about the character in the Bible named Job. Job was a, a, a perfect man who eschewed evil. Uh, Job was one who had, uh, who had a great character in, in sight of God. And God looked upon him as one of his that he could count on. And yet Job went through some trials, didn't he? He, he went through some loss of lives that mattered to him, some, uh, some of his family. He went through some loss in his, uh, in his riches, in the things that, that he had. He, he went through all of that. And at the end of it, this is what he said, but he knoweth the way that I take. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. And he understood that even though he was a man who eschewed evil, even though he was a man who, who, who followed God, who wanted to be perfect in his generation, who strove to do right, still some things that came into his life that were painful, that were trying, that were troublous. And he understood, though, that in all of it, it was to refine him. It was to purify him. It was to, to grow him in the things that, that, uh, that he, he was lacking in. And he understood that it was for refinement. See, at times when we take inventory of our, of our year, and we'll, we look at the troubles that we went through, we just sort of curse it and go, well, boy, I just want to leave this year behind. But, you know, sometimes we, can, we, we need to think a little bit deeper than that and think about how the Bible presents that and understand that that was for our refining. It was for our good. See, the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 4.17, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment. Hey, can I remind you, and, and uh, can I remind you that even if you're still in the midst of your trouble, that it's just a season, that it's just for a moment, that it's light affliction in, in, in comparison to eternity, which worketh for us a far, far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, that God is, is still in control, that God is still trying to work in your life, that He's working even in those times. But let's remember that, you know, it may not have worked out the way we had planned it. No one likes to think that they're going to head into the year full of troubles. No one wants to head into the year thinking, boy, I wish there's some trials around uh, coming my way. No one likes to think that way. But if you are going through that, and if you've been through that this year, let me encourage you, those times are the times that God's using to refine you. Those times are the times that God is using to bring change and refinement in your life. And, and maybe it's this situation. Look at Hebrews chapter 12. And we'll turn to our, our Bibles a little bit this morning. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. And notice verses, uh, verses 5 to, uh, to 7. And if you're a Christian here this morning, that means that you're, you've put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me just say that, that you're a son of God. You're a child of God. But with that comes this. Look at verse 5. 
And notice, and ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children, my son. It says, despise, sorry, notice, my son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? Later on, he's, he's going to ask the question, uh, no, no chasing for the present seemeth to be joyous. You know, we go through times where perhaps God's put some hardship in your life, and not, not merely for refinement, but simply this, for correction. God's trying to correct your path. God's trying to uh, put some hindrances there and trying to put some pain in your life to correct your way because you are going the wrong way. And let's not take it for granted that as Christians that we just know every way and every which way we ought to go. Sometimes we do choose wrong, right? Sometimes we do choose the, the wrong thing for our lives. And it's those times where God uses some trouble, God uses some trying, and certainly God will chasten us as sons. And let's not forget that God has the ability to do that. And God may be chastening you, and it's, it's, your, it's for your correction. It's for our correction. And, and maybe in the negative sense, we might, might find ourselves totally redirected from our own plans. You know, the prodigal son, he thought that he could just grab that inheritance and spend it any which way he wanted. And yet he ended up in the pig pen. You know, Jonah thought that he could run away from God. And he ended up in the belly of the whale, spat out on the same beach. And sometimes we forget that part of what God does in the negative sense, the way we see it, is that He's just trying to redirect us. He's trying to get us, get us onto the right path. But then I want you to think about it also in a positive sense. You see, no doubt there were some of you who began the year in, in troublous times, who began the year maybe in, in, not in a good place with the Lord, maybe in a backslidden state, maybe in a state where you were, uh, you were, um, uh, you were away from God, you weren't close to Him, but we may also, even in this time, not have come to an unexpected end. We may have seen God turn some things around for us for good. You think about what happened to Joseph. You know, can you imagine Joseph who uh, was a, a favored son? He was given the coat of many colors. And yet because of uh, the jealousy that his brothers uh, showed uh, toward him, he was sold off to slavery over in Egypt. And we know that that. Uh, that Joseph there later on in his life, even though he went through this great trial, accusations, being thrown into prison, being rejected by his own brethren, he looks at it in Genesis 50, 20, but as for you, he looks at his brethren. You thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good. To bring it to pass as it is this day, to save much people alive. And you know, I, I often think about that verse and, you know, we, we can face some evil in our life. We can face some things that are, are reversals in our life. We may go through some suffering in the hand of others. And yet I often think that, that we forget that God is in control in the positive sense. That God can turn that around. And no doubt there this morning there's some of you who, who, who started the year in a place where you were troubled. In a place perhaps where you were rejected and you find yourself where God has turned that around in your life. God has put you in a place 
where perhaps God has given you the, the things that you've been praying for. And let, let me just encourage you not to give up uh, on God just because it's the end of the year. God can turn that around. God can turn it around in the positive sense. And, and even though you might be going through some trial and testing, then let me just say that you, you can come through the storm. And He can plant your feet again on, on solid ground. And you can be found in greater joy. I think about Job again. Look at Job chapter 42. Look at Job chapter 42. And I think about Job who went through all of the things that he went through. He, he went through great loss. He went through great, uh, great uh, emotional and physical pain. At the hand of God, by the way, God allowing all of that. And yet at the end of Job's life, look at Job chapter 42. And notice verse 10. It says, And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. That's a, that's a pretty good end of year report. <laughs> he said he had given him twice as he had before. In verse 11, Then came there unto him all his brethren and all his sisters and all they that had been of his acquaintance before, and did eat bread with him in the house. And they bemoaned him and comforted him over all the evil that the Lord had brought upon him. Every man also gave him a piece of money, and every one an earring of gold. And notice verse 12, So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. For he had 14,000 sheep and 6,000 camels and a 1,000 yoke of oxen and a 1,000 she-asses. And at the end of it, the Lord blessed Job as he endured through that. And you know, you might find yourself uh, this, this time, and maybe there's some of you this morning who went through some time of trying and testing, but then at the end, God blessed your latter end better than your beginning. Maybe you're here this morning and you're, you're, you're truly thankful that for all the, the year that's been, even though perhaps it's been a long year for you, that you held on, that you stayed faithful to God, that you kept praying, that you kept faithful, you kept giving, you kept witnessing, you kept reading your, the Bible, you kept uh, trusting God and all of that, and God has brought you again to a place where you didn't expect, out of the tunnel, out of the darkness, into the light. And maybe you're here this morning, and, and there was some that you were praying for, maybe there were some souls, uh, some people that were dear to you that you'd been praying for, and you know, throughout the course of your life, maybe especially even this year, you've been just thinking about them, and and you've been witnessing, and you've been praying, and you haven't given up, and you come to the end of this year, and you thought, boy, I never thought it was this year that that person got, would get saved. Maybe there's a prayer request that you've had, and you've been praying, and God, you've been asking God for a certain thing, and maybe it was this year, and you just didn't expect it, but just God did it. Then, then what I'm saying is this. You can also say, say in a positive sense that you came out of this year unexpectedly, but you're in a good place. That you're thankful for God. And, and, you know, we might find ourselves being changed and grown, but not as we expected. Maybe at the beginning of the year, you ask God to increase your faith. Be careful when you pray that. Maybe it was this year where you ask God for more patience. Definitely be careful when you pray that. But you went through some, some testing. You went through some hard times, some difficult times. Job had to endure. In chastening, we have to endure. In faith, we have to endure. And James 5.11 tells us, Behold, we count them happy which endure. And the example of that is you have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. 
See, you know, God's into nail biters. I don't know if you're any of you are sports fans. You, I, I like games where they're nail biters. You're waiting till the end. I don't like the Ashes this year. We won by the third game, all right? By the fourth, I was a bit bored, especially that last one. But um, God is into nail biters. God likes to get, make it sometimes where we wait till the end. Why? Because happy are they that endure. And with patience, bring it forth fruit. And at times, we want it just, we just want it where we pray and we just see it happen. And, you know, God in His mercy and His grace sometimes does that. But more often than not, He makes us wait. And maybe you're still waiting. Maybe you're still enduring. Let me just encourage you this morning, continue to hope, continue to endure, because God can and God will. Our God is able. And just remember, happy are they that endure. See, God's into nail biters. But see, in, any, in either case, whether you're in a positive or you're, whether you're in a negative this morning, we need to do it, and we need to do it in trusting God. You see, the Bible tells us a man's heart deviseth his way. Maybe you had plans and, and it was from your heart, but get this, the Lord directeth his steps. It's God that directs. Now, I still believe in Romans 8.28. I still believe that all things work together for good to them that love God. And you might, might not see it now. You might be in the midst of it. You might be here at the end of the year and you're still in a negative sense. God's still trying to teach you something. You're still in the middle of the chastening. You're still in the middle of the trouble. You're still in the middle of the trial. Then let me just encourage you this morning. Fear the Lord all the day long. Trust God. He can overturn that. He can overrule that. See, all things work together for good to them that love God. And we need to trust God in the new year as we've trusted Him this year. And so firstly, you know, some, sometimes things don't work out the way we had planned. Secondly, notice this, time passes us by regardless of our actions. And you know, so there's some of us here wishes that we had a big remote control and we had a big pause button on life. But the reality is there's no such thing. Look at James chapter 4. Look at James chapter 4. And notice verses 13 to 15. The Bible tells us this, Go to now, ye that say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. So there's a man who, or this person who had plans. He wanted to go to this city or that city. He wanted to, to, to gain. He wanted to do these things. And then he says this, Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? Here's a famous verse. It is a, even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. See, it's like life is like a vapor. It, it happens quickly. It's, it's here one moment, it's gone the next. And, and you know, we could say that about this year, but we can say that about life, really. The, the Bible tells us that, that, that life typically is four score and ten. Sorry, sorry. Six, uh, three score and ten, seventy. And for recent reason of strength, we could go to 80. And we understand that, that in, in, in our mindset, that, could, that seems like a long time. But really, it's just a vapor. Really, time passes us by. And, and, you know, time passes us by regardless of our actions, regardless of this man's plans. Regardless of if he actioned his plans or not, time still passed by. Time, life is still a vapor. Notice verse 15, For that ye ought to say, 
if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. And he's saying, you know, life is about all the plans that you make, but don't forget, life's a vapor. Time will pass you by regardless of the actions that you make. And so no matter what plans you've had this year, what we have, what we haven't done, the year has gone. And you can't take it back. What the end of the year teaches us is there's no pause button. Time waits for no man, they say. And so because of that, you need to decide that you can't put off what's most important. You know, this year, there were some things that you said were important to you. There were some things that you said were priority. But if you're anything like me, there were some of those things that you didn't do. And you might, you might feel a great sense of regret. You might feel a great sense of you missed out. But the reality is this, that you still have today. And you need to decide that you can't put off those things that are most important. You know, this morning, maybe you've never, you've never come to a place of knowing for sure that Jesus is your Savior. Maybe you've come as a guest of this church. Many times, maybe someone, another friend, another Christian has come to you and they've spoken to you about, about your salvation, your soul, and how the Bible says that uh, what, it, what shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Then maybe right now on the last day of 2017, you can decide not to put off that important thing anymore. See, the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 6.2, For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now. Now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. I'm not asking this morning if you're religious. I'm not asking this morning if you're a good person. For the Bible tells us that for by grace are you saved through faith, and not of works lest any man should boast. It's not about how good we are, for we've all come short of the glory of God. You see, the Bible tells us again that, that, that we ought not to uh, boast ourselves of tomorrow, for we know not what the day may bring forth. Maybe there's some of you here who lost loved ones so suddenly this year. And what a tragedy that is. But no one plans, no one plans to leave this earth the day they leave it. It just comes suddenly. And I just want to exhort you. You don't need to wait till 2018. You can, you can do it today. You can come to Christ as your Savior today. See, don't be like the people in Jeremiah's day who, who says in Jeremiah 8.20, the harvest is past. The summer is ended, and we are not saved. Don't come to a place one day where, where you, you stand there at death's door, or, or you come and, and you hear a giant trumpet sound, and you've not come to a place of knowing Jesus Christ as your Savior. You see, don't put off those things that are most important. I think about Felix, who in Acts 24-25 and as he reasoned of righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come, Felix trembled. And notice what he answered. And answered, go thy way for this time. And notice, when I have a convenient season, I will call for thee. You know, there's some here who God has, has been speaking to. And maybe in regard to your salvation. Maybe in regard to a calling. Maybe in regard to service. Maybe in regard to something else that is good in your life that needs to be taken care of and you've heard it over and over again, and God's spoken to you, and all you keep saying is this, it's not convenient for me right now. Don't put it off because it's inconvenient. 
You see, time passes by. Before you know it, before we blink, 2018 will be done and dusted and we'll be standing here again near the end of the year. And we'll be exhorted again. See, time passes us by no matter, regardless of our, our action or inaction. You see, the Bible tells us it's today. We can't put it off for a more convenient time. There's some of you here who need to be more faithful to the things of God. You need to be more faithful to your Bible. You need to be more faithful to pray. You need to be more faithful to give. You need to be more faithful to the church. You need to be more faithful to your family. And God's saying, don't wait for a more convenient time where they're, they're all, all that you need in your bank is there or all of the time that you have is there. Listen, time will pass you by. It's going to go. And you better take care of it today. Well, notice with me in Hebrews chapter 3. Hebrews chapter 3. Go back to Hebrews chapter 3. And notice what the Bible tells us here. Maybe you're here and, and you've got a... You're, you're, God's speaking to you about something. Maybe a ministry, maybe a mission field, maybe a calling in your life. And you're responding this way. You're responding in unbelief. Notice what he says, Hebrews chapter 3. Notice verse, uh, verse 7. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, notice this, today, if you will hear His voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation, in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works forty years, wherefore I was grieved with that generation, and said, They do always err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath they shall not enter into my rest. And he, He's saying they're using the example of that generation who fell in the wilderness. Why? Because they approached the promised land with unbelief. He's saying today though, listen to my voice. Don't be like those who put it off. Who said it was inconvenient because there were some hindrances. Because there were some enemies. Because it was hard for us to do. He's saying today, listen to my voice. You know, there are some of you who wait another Sunday You'll wait till another message. You'll wait till the next time. And listen, God's saying, today listen to my voice. Because time passes you by. Time will go quickly. Don't wait to become a better parent tomorrow. Don't wait to become a better spouse tomorrow. Don't wait to become a better Christian today. Uh, tomorrow, listen, today. Today listen to my voice. And he's saying later, uh, later verse 13, but exhort one another daily. While it is called today lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Verse, uh, verse 15, While it is said, Today if you will hear my voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. Don't wait till the next message. Don't wait till, till, uh, till tomorrow comes. No, listen. Work on it today. Decide today. You see, time passes by regardless of our actions. What I'm asking is this, what's God calling you to do today? What's God asking you to be? Stop putting it off. You know, if it's today that you hear the gospel for the first time, then believe in the gospel. The Bible says, ye shall be saved. And I'm glad that as a seven-year-old boy, I came to a realization that I was a sinner in need of saving, and I turned to the Lord Jesus Christ to save me from my sin. And hallelujah, 30, as a 35-year-old man today, I'm still saved. And I still have the promises of heaven. But it was that day 
that I made that decision to trust Jesus Christ. And there's some of you here, you've heard the gospel over and over again, and you're still saying tomorrow, tomorrow. You know, one day, one day there's an appointment that you won't miss. See, it is appointed unto man once to die, and after this, the judgment. And we don't have a guarantee of a day, let alone another year. And so let's, let's remember that time passes us by, regardless of our actions. And see, decide that you can't put off what's most important. Decide then that each day is valuable, and you can't waste it. In Ephesians 5.16, the Bible tells us, redeeming the time because the days are evil. That, that word redeeming means to, to buy back, to make the most of. And so we need to understand that we need to redeem the time. Why? Because the days are evil. They're, they're, they're going. They're, they're, they're expiring. And we need to decide that each day is valuable and can't be wasted. You know, many of us woke up and, and realized just today it's the 31st of December. Many of us wishes that it, was, it wasn't quite yet. But the fact of the matter is this. It's past. It is the 31st. And I wonder how we spent each day this year. I wonder how we spent each day that God gave us. In Colossians 4, 4 5, walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. You know, we as Christians, we have the responsibility of testifying of what God has done for us in our lives, through our life and our manner of life. We need to walk in wisdom. Why? Because there are those who are watching uh, watching us sometimes, sadly, wasting our life away in worldly pursuits that don't matter. And, you know, we need to be reminded that, that time passes us by regardless of our actions. You know, you only have one life to live. We only have this time to serve God. You know, you might think that this time is, is the, the time for self. No, the time for self, it's not time for self, it's time for God. You'll never, one day, if you're saved, you'll be in heaven. It's no longer time to serve God. It'll be time to rest in God. It'll be time then where you can't do the things that you can do now. And time will pass you, ha- uh, you, you by. You have to decide that each day is valuable. It can't be wasted. You have to decide each day to die to self, to follow God and give Him first place. I think about Joshua, who at the end of his life, who are looking at the nation after he had conquered all of the, 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 the places that God had, had given him in the promised land in Joshua 24, 15. And it's, if it seem evil unto you, serve the Lord. Choose you this day whom you will serve. But he says, choose you this day. And, and you know, church, listen, it might be the 31st and tomorrow is the 1st of January, but choose this day whom you will serve. And I'm trying to exhort you tomorrow, choose again whom you're going to serve. And then on the second, choose again. And by the grace of God, if we ever get to the end of 2018, choose again. But choose it every day. Choose Him every day. You see, the Bible tells us, choose you this day whom you will serve. In Matthew 6.33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Don't have another year, I'm saying, of regrets by allowing it to pass by without thought. See, the Bible tells us in Proverbs 4.26, ponder the path of thy feet and let thy ways be established. You know, too many times we default into life. We wake up and we just go through the motions of life. 
And I understand that, that we have a schedule. We, we got to go to places. We, we got to go to work. We got to get up and go again. But listen, we need to wake up every morning and decisively go, Lord, this day is for you. Lord, I'm not going to waste this day on my, just my earthly pursuits. Lord, I'm not going to waste this day just, just thinking about me. I'm going to think about you. And so the second, the second thing we, we learn is time passes us by, regardless of our actions. And then lastly, and really quickly, learning. Learning is the only thing you can carry forward. Um, Philippians 4.9, the Bible says this, this, Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me. What's the next word, anyone? Do. And the God of peace shall be with you. Go back, look at, look at our text verse again, verses, Proverbs 23. And notice verse 17 again. It says, Let not thine heart envy sinners, but be thou in the fear of the Lord all the day long. He says, be thou in the fear of the Lord all the day long. He says, for surely there's an end. And then notice what he says in the next verse. Hear thou, my son, and be wise. And guide thine heart in the way. And so what he's saying is, in each day, fear the, day, uh, fear the Lord all the day long. But then he says, be wise and guide. And so what he was saying was this, learn and then apply. Learn of me and apply. See, the Bible tells us in Proverbs 9.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the holy is understanding. See, the things that God has taught you, the things that you've learned from this year, you're, are meant to guide you so, you, that you so that you can action those things daily. You're not meant to go back. You know, the things that God has entrusted you, the learnings that you've had this year, it's meant to continue on for you to do next year. You know, just think about it this time. Uh, have you gone backward in your Christian life this year? Were there some things that God showed you the previous year that you never applied this year? Then learn it and make sure you do it next year. See, learning is the only thing that you can take with you. And so what I'm saying is wisdom then is the principal thing. See, the Bible tells us in Proverbs 4, 7, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thine getting, get understanding. And so we need to apply ourselves, and, and wisdom is the principal thing. We ought to, we ought to uh, have that desire to glean and gain wisdom in Proverbs 8, 11, for wisdom is better than rubies. And all the things that, they, that might, may be desired are not to be compared to it. You know what a great... New Year's resolution would be for you and I to make is to just get more wisdom. Right, church? You know, we could look at our, our savings account. That's a good thing. You ought to save money. You ought to put some things away. You, there, there's some things that you desire that, that aren't, aren't bad things. They're, they're probably good things. But all of that doesn't compare to if you get, gain and get wisdom. He says wisdom is better than these things, rubies, and than anything else that your heart can desire. In Proverbs 3.13, happy is the man that findeth wisdom. And maybe you're just thinking, boy, I just want to be happy in 2018. Hey, let me tell you how. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom. 
You know, you might, you might look for other things. But listen, if you find wisdom, you're going to be happy. And the man that getteth understanding. See, wisdom is something to be received. The, the whole premise of the book of Proverbs in chapter 1, verses 1 to 6, is this, the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice and judgment and equity, to give subtlety to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels, to understand a proverb and the interpretations, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. See, wisdom is something that we, we can receive. See, we, see we, we receive it through His Word. He, he says there in verse 2, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding. The Bible says, let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. It ought to be that part of our desire as we desire wisdom is that we desire more of the Word of God. That we come and we have the attitude that we're going to sit and hear and listen for the Word of God. And we're going to daily come. I, I found this list. Uh, this week, Four Thoughts on Reading the Bible by J.C. Ryle. And he said this, Firstly, read the Bible with an earnest desire to understand it. Hey, don't just read it so you can tick it off your list. Read it to understand it. Secondly, read the Scriptures with a simple childlike faith and humility. See, God resisteth the proud but giveth grace to the humble. And maybe, maybe you're here th this morning and you think, I, oh, I never understand the Word of God. Hey, how about humble yourself and tell God that? And go, Lord, help me to understand. Secondly, uh, thirdly, read the Word with the spirit of obedience and self-application. You know, the, the, the reason why God gives us instruction is that we might obey it and apply it. And then lastly, fourthly, read the Holy Scriptures every day. There's no substitute for it. There's no substitute in reading the Word of God every day. And so those are good New Year's resolutions, but we receive it through His Word. We receive it through counsel. In verse 5 there, uh, in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5, a wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. Hey, young people especially, can I just get your attention this morning? Get some counsel. Get some advice. And I'm not talking about just your friends. I'm talking about those who have gotten some experience, who, who have gone through some things in their life, and, and you need to go to them and ask them how life goes. Get some counsel. Don't just be, don't be a deadhead. We use that term all the time at camp. Someone's a deadhead when they just don't think. And they're just not with it. Don't be like that. Don't be like your, the rest of your generation. The YouTube generation. Don't just be like that. That's not where you're meant to get counsel. You're meant to get counsel from others, but from, especially from the Word of God. But you're meant to go to others as well. You can receive it. Through counsel in Proverbs 9 9, give instruction to a wise man and he will yet be wiser. Teach a just man and he will increase in learning. Who are you learning from? Who are you going to for, for wisdom, for, uh, for things of the, the Word of God, for, for things about character and all of those things that matter? You know, we receive it through counsel, we also receive it through fellowship. In Proverbs 13 20, he that walketh with wise men shall be wise. You know, who are you hanging out with? If you're a companion of fools, you shall be destroyed, the Bible says. If all you hang out with is your uh, lost, unsaved friends, 
and, and you're, all you hang out with is, is those also who want to act riotously and foolishly. Listen, you're not going to get wisdom because wisdom is gleaned and received from the company that you keep. And so be careful about that. See, wisdom is something to be received. You can receive it, though, not only through uh, the, God's Word, through counsel, through your company or your companions, but then we also can receive it through asking. And let's not forget, church, that as we head into the new year, that we can ask for wisdom. That as you've received this year, you can receive more in Proverbs 18.1, through desire a man, having separated himself, seeketh and intermeddleth with all wisdom. This desire, this seeking after. In James 1.5, the Bible tells us that if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God. Hey, anyone here lack wisdom? I've got my hand up. I think all of us should have both hands up. <laughs> we all lack wisdom. But the good news is this, if any of you lack wisdom, all you need to do is ask. Ask. You know, some of us here, what we, we miss out on, we miss wisdom because we just simply don't ask. You know what ought to be number one, one of the, num one of the top priorities in our prayer list is to simply ask God for wisdom. Hey, some of you, you're newlyweds. Hey, husband and wife, you need wisdom. Can I get a witness this morning? You need wisdom. You don't know how it is to be a good husband or wife. You don't know how it is. You haven't, you haven't walked that path yet. You might follow a little bit. But listen, you're going to need some wisdom. Hey, hey you parents, you, you, some of you are new parents this year. Some of you need to, you just need to get on your face and ask for wisdom. You know, one of the, no doubt the hardest thing you can do is to parent someone. <laughs> nothing can, can make you feel prouder and nothing can break your heart more than parenting. And listen, you need wisdom. You know, the world is full of children produced from, uh, from parenthood that lacked wisdom. As painful as that is to say, don't be a contributor to that. We need to, we, we as Christians in our day, you know, the, the challenges that we face, we need wisdom. In our dealings with one another, we need wisdom. And you know what? Learning. Learning is the only thing that you can carry forward. And so wisdom is the learning that will make eternal difference. And so what wisdom has God given you this year? What are the things that you've learned, you've seen? Then those are the things that you ought to do. It says, be wise and guide your way. You know, don't just disregard and just, just leave that, that learning in this year. Take it into the next year and apply it. See, what wisdom has God given you this year? What learning can you take into the new year? And so as we close off this morning, it's the end of the year. You know, I'm just going to say, there's probably some things that didn't turn out the way you thought. You know, time passed you by regardless of your actions. And you know, this morning, the learning that you got from all of that, that's the thing that you need to carry over to 2018. I am the new year. I am an unspoiled page in your book of time. 
I'm your next chance at the art of living. I'm your opportunity to practice what you have learned about life during the last 12 months. All that you sought and didn't find is hidden in me, waiting for you to search it, but with more determination. All the good that you tried for and didn't achieve is mine to grant when you have fewer conflicting desires. All that you dream but didn't dare to do, all that you hope but did not, did not will, all the faith that you claim but did not have, these slumber lightly, waiting to be awakened by the touch of a strong purpose. I am your opportunity to renew your allegiance to him who said, Behold, I make all things new. Hey, what did you end with this year? It's the last day of the year. What are the learnings that God's given you? What are the things that, that God has, has pricked your heart about that you're allowed to be wasted and time to pass by? And what are some things that you're looking to God to turn around? What are some things you can thank Him for? Thank him for? You know, it's the 31st of December. Uh, the amazing thing is this. At midnight, the clock's going to tick. And by the time it talks, it'll be 2018. And you're going to have just another day. And by the grace of God, another year that you can spend for Him. So spend it wisely. Turn your page and write the story that God would have for you. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we come before you and thank you, dear God, for, again, for all that you've done. And Father, if we're wise this morning, in all of it, Lord, we would have been open to your voice, listening, hearing for the things that you were teaching us. And, and Father, this morning, there's, there's, Lord, there might, might be some here who've never put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I believe that, Lord, today, as you said in your word, is a day of salvation. I pray that you'd speak to their hearts. And pray that you'd help us as Christians, Lord, this morning to, to examine our hearts. So allow you, Lord, to, to show the, the areas that we need to grow in and improve in. Maybe even some of the reasons for some of the testing and trial in our lives. And help us to be comforted in your power and ability to turn that around, to teach us, to mold us. And help us, Lord, to have a renewed hope for the year as we head into a, a, a year by your grace. Uh, may it be, Lord, that as we end this year, we rejoice and we go forth with, with, Lord, with boundless blessing. That we go forth with wisdom learned from this year. With every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. The piano can begin to play. No one looking around. It's a time for invitation. Time to respond to the Word of God. And firstly, I want to ask you this morning, just with all sincerity and honestly, honesty before you and God, if you were to die today, would you know for sure that your sins are forgiven, that heaven's your home? See, the Bible tells us these things are written that you might know that you have eternal life. And so the things that are in the Word of God, the things that are in the Bible, they're there to show you and point you the right direction. Point you to Jesus Christ. And maybe this morning you've, you've, never, you've never put your faith in Jesus. You've put your faith in your goodness. You've put your faith in your religion. You've put your faith in your family lineage perhaps. But never truly on the Lord Jesus Christ. And just with an uplifted hand, I won't call you out. I won't embarrass you. I'll just pray for you. Pastor, I don't know. 
if I were to die today, if, if the 31st of December was the last day I was here on earth, I wouldn't know where I would be headed. I wouldn't know that I have, I'd have a place in heaven. Anyone this morning? I don't know. Pastor, pray for me. I don't know. Anyone this morning? I won't embarrass you. I won't call you out. Anyone this morning? I don't know. Please pray for me. I don't know. I don't see any hands. Then I want to challenge Christians here this morning. How was 2017? What are some things that you've that's still a burden to you today that you need to give over to God? What are some victories? What are some things that God's turned around in your life that you can rejoice in today? What are some things God pointed out that you allowed time to pass by and you didn't action, you didn't decide? What are some things you need to decide today? What are some learnings that you need to just give to God and and apply in your life? Maybe you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, the Lord's spoken to my heart. Can you just pray for me? There's some things that I need to take care of. Yes, I see those hands. Thank you. See those hands. I see that hand. Thank you. See those hands. See that hand. Thank you. Put it down. And as the piano plays, if you raise your hand, I just want to challenge you to come to this altar this morning. Why don't we just take some dedicated time as we finish off the year, our last Sunday morning service, to come to prayer to God. Let's all stand to our feet. No one looking around. If you raise your hand or God's spoken to you, why don't you come to this altar this morning? And why don't you just do business with the Lord? Why don't you just do business with the Lord as the piano plays?